Turn with me now, friends, to this passage in Joshua that we have read, the seventh chapter, and I'll read again there in verse 19. Joshua said unto Achan, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord God of Israel, and make confession unto him, and tell me now what thou hast done. Hide it not from me. They can answer Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord, God of Israel. Friends, I want to ask you today if there is an Achan, if there is an Achan in your camp. In that camp of your soul, there may be an Achan. Perhaps, like the children of Israel, you're unaware of who or what he is, but he's there, bringing upon you the displeasure of the Lord. Have you an Achan? in the camp. <clears throat> During the war in Africa, there were a brave and inventive and uh, bold, daring men called the SES, sometimes the Desert Rats. And they made many bold attacks behind the enemy lines. But on the last occasion, they boldly went through the front line of the German forces uh, with a brazen uh, attitude and got through, went into a wadi to hide for the night. And then in the morning, when they woke up, they found they were surrounded. They were surrounded by a strong German force, and they had all to surrender. <clears throat> and when uh, David Stirling, the leader, a Scotsman, was interrogated. He found that the interrogator knew more about the SES than he did. Men had discovered that when some of their men had been captured, they'd been put into a cell with a certain a Richmond, a man, Richmond, who was a traitor. He pretended to be a British captive. He was indeed British, but he was he was a devotee of the Nazi cause, and he enticed from these men all the information to undermine 
all the bold efforts of the SAS. There was an Aiken in the camp, a traitor. Friends, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Do you know your heart? Is there an Aiken lurk lurking there, unknown to you? Well, let us find out how, in God's mercy, this Aiken was extracted and disposed of. <clears throat> Let's look at him. What went wrong with this man? The first point I want to bring to you is he heeds the enticing trove. There he was with all the other brave men entering into Jericho as the walls fell down and uh, destroying the Jericho, setting it on fire. And as the other good men are gathering in the silver and the gold and the iron to put into the treasury of the house of the Lord, to give glory to God, here's this Achan slyly creeping through the rubble, discovering there this beautiful, this beautiful garment from Babylon. Amazing. What a beautiful thing. His eyes were fixed on it. He reached out, took these things home. What was wrong, friends? As you know, it was his eyes. He confesses himself. He says, I saw, I saw. That's the way it begins. That's the way the Aiken gets, finds his place in you. Through the eye gate, you're attracted to something goodly, beautiful. Watch your eyes, as the little children's chorus says. Watch your eyes, watch your eyes, what they see. Are you allowing your eyes license to look at things? when you should shut your eyes? Have you learned to shut your eyes to the things that in which you have no business to look? Eyegate has led many a soul to destruction. What has come through the eyes? Watch your eyes. And then he eyes and then he lusts. As he confesses here, he lusts. I coveted them. I coveted them. Remember what James, the, the, the <clears throat> writer to James says, or James says in his epistle, he says, Sin, when it is conceived, 
Last winter ski conceived brings forth sin. Sin, when it is finished, brings forth death. There is a train of events from the eye to the heart, desiring, being captured, being hooked. And then your heart is drawn in. Achan was hooked by the garment. A hundred shekels of silver. He must have counted it up carefully. As he secreted in his pouch. As he looks around him. And then look at he looks again, and there is a wedge of gold. He finds a place to hide that as well. Wrapping it up, no doubt, in the garment. And while these other friends of his and Israelites are busy doing the work of the Lord, he is doing the work of the devil. Because you see, Achan was not acting alone. The devil had put that garment there. The devil had made sure that that silver and gold was there to entice that man. The devil wanted to bring defeat. This was a spiritual warfare with principalities and powers. There the devil was seeking to fend off the invasion of the people of God and to retain his kingdom there in Canaan, his hateful and wicked kingdom. And so, as he always does, he sought out a man. He sought out an Achan embedded among the Lord's people. <clears throat> he lusted, and then he fell. This man had been brought up to know the deliverance from Egypt, the crossing of the Red Sea, the hearing of the law, the miracles of the manna, the rock that gave forth the water, the rod of Aaron that budded, and all the other marvels. He'd been living in the presence of miracles as the manna came every day. And yet, in the face of all that, he fell, he crashed. Watch, friends, he heeded the enticement of the treasure there. What a dangerous path. It can happen. It can happen to anyone. Secondly, friends, he not only heeds, but he feeds. He feeds on the fleshly comforts. Why is it that he took these things instead of giving them to the Lord? Because his fleshly carnal nature was fed and nourished by these things. He was bewitched by the beauty of that garment. He said, wow, Babylonish. It's come all the way from that glorious city of Babylon. It's been brought here. What a rare treat. What a wonderful thing to parade before my 
wife or even to adorn my wife. He began to get these inflated ideas of the glory of dressing in this Babylonish garment. He was bewitched by the beauty. Then he, he secretes from the saints. As soon as he's enticed, he has to think, how will this, how will this work with my brethren? And so he's led into this secretive life, a hidden life, which the others don't know about. Why are they living an honest, upright obedience to the law and to the Lord? He has started this new double life, a secretive life. And so while the godly men around him are busy, he is pursuing his own wicked goals. This is what sin does when it gets a lodgment in the heart. It begins to affect. It's like a disease that begins to affect all that we do. He secretes from the saints. He acts the hypocrite. It says in verse 4, of chapter <clears throat> 7 so there went up thither of the people about 3000 men and they fled before the men of ahai no doubt achan was one of these men chosen no doubt he had a reputation for heroism boldness that's the very one the devil wanted he who had formerly been a leader, perhaps he was there in Jericho ahead of everyone else. That's why he saw the garment before others. That's why he saw the gold and the silver before others caught up. Now, there he is at the head of the 3,000. And when he is thinking of his newly acquired wealth and his uh, secretive lust, he can't concentrate. He can't have a heart of integrity. He can't have the bold. The boldness is gone. He's acting the hypocrite. He's playing the part. His heart has been lost to Satan. And so when he turns back, they all turn back. Look at Achan. He's on his way back. We can't go forward now. We've lost our leader. Friends, you may think that you're okay, what you're doing, what that pet sin of yours, that weakness of yours, it's just your business. No, it's affecting your whole witness. It's affecting others. It grows and grows. Then thirdly, not only does he heed, not only does he feed, but he leads, as I said, he leads to defeat. How is it that this one person's one sin can have such a massive effect? It's because the Lord in his church binds us together as one.
when the Lord is speaking about this sin, he says to Joshua, Israel have sinned, verse 11. Israel, he didn't say one man has sinned. He said, Israel, they have also transgressed my covenant. Achan was just like one finger. But that finger was part of the hand, and that hand was part of the whole body. And that's why when they began to identify Achan, they began with the tribes, and then from the tribes to the families, and then from the families to the households, and then from the households to Achan himself. He was part of the whole. He was a finger of the body. What a responsibility we have, friends. What we do affects everyone. The whole of Israel got the blame. But this man sinned. The whole congregation can be losers, lose the favor of God because there is sin being harbored somewhere. Your whole life and witness can be ruined because of one single thing that's wrong that has to be exposed. He was a finger of the body. He was a child of the covenant. God says also, they have also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. There was a covenant made with Israel as they approached Jericho. God had said, I will give you this city on these conditions, that you burn it with fire, that everyone is killed, that all that can be burnt is burnt, that which is preserved, eh, this silver and the gold, the vessels of brass and of iron, they must be gathered, they, because it all belongs to me. And they must go into the treasury of the Lord. On these conditions, you will have the victory. And they got the victory. But they failed the covenant. <clears throat> there was a ban. There was a curse on anyone touching what was, uh, it was dedicated to the Lord. And here was Achan. He was a child of this covenant. He was in the whole family of God. And so he was the cause. He was the cause of their defeat. So much so that some of his fellow fellows were killed. Oh, Achan made sure that he got home safe and sound. In his mind was, I've got to get that to that garment. I've got to live. This is my future. Is with that silver, that gold. And he was trusting in that for his future. And all he could think of, day and night, battle or retreat, was my gold, my silver. Meantime, his actions have caused the death of 36 of his brothers, of his fellow Israelites. 
he was the cause of your defeat. He heeds the enticement. He feeds on the fleshly comfort. He leads to defeat. And third, fourthly, he needs, he needs to be stoned. There's only one cure for this poisonous thing that is growing and growing and threatens <clears throat> the whole cause of the gospel, the whole cause of Jehovah. <clears throat> Satan is delighting in what's going on until decisive action. There's only one remedy he needs to be stoned. Why? Why was this drastic action required? Why does that Achan in our hearts need to be <clears throat> eradicated? Here are the reasons. First of all, Jehovah is offended. You can't have that blessing from the Lord. You can't have that sweet communion with Christ if there's an Achan there harbored and hiding and secreted in your soul. Jehovah is offended. Secondly, the enemies are encouraged. What happens when we see these days in the church as a whole beginning to make concessions to the false morality of our time? What happens when the church agrees with same-sex marriage and transgender and all these departures from God's holiness? The enemies of God rejoice. The devil is delighted. So it was here. This is what Joshua said in his confession before the Lord. He said, <clears throat> O Lord, what shall I say when Israel turneth their backs upon their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? Joshua could see the problem. There's nowhere forward now in the state we're in. As the apostle says, judgment must begin at the house of God. But the enemies will go on winning. And lastly, the church was weakened. Joshua again says, Alas, O Lord, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites? The church is weakened. Even here's the leader himself accusing God of deceiving them, of bringing them over the Jordan to deliver them into the hands of the Amorites. It's sad when those in leadership wrongly ascribe God's actions. Have we got it right, friends? Are we sure that we don't have revival because God is withholding his hand? Is there not something 
nearer to home that's causing the problem, that's holding things up, the church is weakened. So then in conclusion, friends, let me just refer this now. What part does our Savior, our greater Joshua, have in this sorry story? It's like this, friends. Christ is our Achan. You say, what? Yes, friends. There's a scripture that says, he was made sin for us. He was made sin for us. Why was that? Well, in Hosea 2 and 5, it says, the valley of Acre shall become a door of hope. In other words, there's a message here in this tragedy. And it's a message that leads us to Christ, to a door of hope. He becomes our Achan. He was judged as a miscreant. He was judged as guilty. Why did he suffer the cross? Why did he have to go there? Not for his own sins, but to take on our sins. He went to that valley of acre, that valley of trouble. Now is my soul troubled, he said. Friends, he went to that valley of acre. For us, he was judged. Secondly, just as Achan had to die for the deliverance of the people, so Christ was smitten for us. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for his people. We like sheep have gone astray. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And as a result, today I can offer you a door of hope. Yes, because our Achan, our Christ has been punished. Amazingly, we are pardoned. And so that is the door of hope that I offer to you, friends. So let us come, let us search our hearts. Is there something there that is holding us back? Is there something there that is hindering the Lord's progress and our obedience and our love and our devotion and our bringing glory? My son, I pray thee, Give glory to the Lord God of Israel. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, our God, thou art holy, and we also must be holy. Help us to search our hearts so that nothing may hinder thy way and thy will and thy glory to be fulfilled by the life that we live so that we may not be a hindrance to others, but rather be a blessed reflection of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, how we bless thee that he endured the contradiction of sinners against himself, that he eh, made no complaint when he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. 
that he, the transgression, our transgressions were laid upon him, that we might be healed. Oh, grant us, do thy work and give, may we honor and glorify and give praise to him who loved us and suffered for us. We ask in his name. Amen.